Good Monday morning. New developments in the border crisis. The surge now slowing. So what's next? It's Monday, May 15th. This is today. Slow down. Migrant crossings at the border over the weekend cut in half in the wake of Title 42 being lifted. The numbers that we have experienced over the past two days are markedly down. But the system still strained after this month's record rush. Migrants sleeping on the streets of border towns, others bus to cities in the north. We'll have the very latest. On a mission, Ukraine's president makes a surprise visit to the UK overnight after securing new military aid from France and Germany, while back home, fighting with Russia intensifies. Ahead of a major counteroffensive for Ukraine, the details in a live report. Widespread damage, dozens of tornadoes ripping across the South and Midwest over the weekend. I'm seeing my childhood. Just, it's a lot to, to handle. It really is. Just ahead, the cleanup underway, and the area is on alert for even more severe weather this week. Lucky to be alive, a 13-year-old Florida girl forced to fight off a massive shark that attacked her not once, but twice. When it like latched onto my stomach, not being able to breathe at all, because I was just like, what the heck is happening? Her harrowing story of survival when that brave teen joins us live. All that plus tipping point from mobile orders to the self-checkout line, the surprising places where tips are now being requested and the backlash from fed up customers. And Martha, 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 the world is used to seeing the lifestyle mogul like this. You do this and you'll say, hopefully it'll work. So the garlic cloves are peeled. Wow. No way. But wait till you see her now. The stunning reveal today, Monday, May 15th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you with us. Trust us. You want to see Martha the way you're going to see her next hour. It is surprising, uh, to say the least. No one has ever seen her this way. And it's a wow. Surprising, a, courageous. Yes. All the things. All the things. We will have that exclusively just ahead. I look forward to that, guys. Also, we're going to have the latest on that severe weather. There are communities in the South and Midwest assessing the damage this morning. After more than 50 tornadoes were reported across the region, we'll have a live report and your full forecast coming up. But we'll begin this Monday morning with the situation along the border once again, days after those major COVID restrictions were lifted. The Secretary of Homeland Security is now saying they've actually seen a 50% drop in the crossings in the last few days since the policy first expired. He added, of course, that it's still too early to tell if things have peaked and really are on their way down. Well, meantime, there are busloads of migrants that have been arriving in cities across the north amid the political standoff over the immigration issue. Let's get to NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer covering the story. He's in San Diego for us this morning. Miguel, good morning to you. Guys, good morning. Like so many border cities, hundreds of migrants are waiting for help here in San Diego. But what started as a massive influx of migrants trying to cross the border every day has seemingly been cut in half. What's unclear, what will happen in the days and weeks ahead? 
This morning, the Biden administration defending its decision to end Title 42, the Trump-era pandemic policy that allowed authorities to swiftly turn back migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. The Secretary of Homeland Security saying they've seen a 50 percent drop in the number of encounters at the border compared to a record 10,000 migrants a day when the policy first expired Thursday. The numbers that we have experienced over the past two days are markedly down. Under the new Biden rules, migrants seeking asylum must first seek it in another country. Then they can schedule an appointment on a new CBP app before entering a port of entry. If they cross illegally, they could be barred from seeking asylum in the U.S. for at least five years. Still, thousands of migrants have been flooding into the country each day, severely overcrowding detention facilities in border cities. Some migrants living on the streets in cities like El Paso, Texas. On Friday, Savannah pressing Secretary Mayorkas about record border crossings and overcrowding. You have had two years to prepare for this. Why is why do we have this chaos and confusion at the border? Savannah, the answer is uh, very, very clear. We are operating within the constraints of a broken immigration system. The second point is we have not received from Congress the resources that we need and that we requested. Meanwhile, busloads of migrants keep arriving in northern cities, sent by Texas Governor Greg Abbott to areas with more liberal immigration policies amid a political standoff. And in New York, many hotels are now being turned into shelters. One couple even informed the 37 rooms they booked for their wedding party had to be canceled. When we called the manager, she basically verbally informed us that, no, we've canceled all the blocks. In Chicago, local officials are also scrambling to house migrants. More people are coming and, um, you know, we don't we just don't know how many. A humanitarian crisis at the border now boiling over nationwide. So, Miguel, how did the Homeland Security Secretary explain this this drop they're seeing in these last couple of days? Well, the Homeland Security Secretary believes that the Biden administration's message on tougher consequences is getting through, including that five-year ban on folks who were caught trying to enter this country illegally. But whether the numbers have peaked is still unclear. And so we're going to have to wait and see what happens in the next couple of weeks and days, Savannah. Miguel Almaguer in San Diego, thank you. The war in Ukraine has intensified overnight, highlighted by new Russian airstrikes and fierce fighting in the east. While Ukraine's president visits key allies across Europe, one of them happening in the UK overnight. NBC's chief international correspondent Keir Simmons is in London for us with the latest here. Hey, Keir, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. President Zelensky just arrived here in the UK for what the British Prime Minister is calling a crucial moment. Here's what it means. European countries are doubling down on that strategy of providing weapons to Ukraine to help it win back territory, even while diplomats, including diplomats from China, are touring Europe. This morning, President Zelensky flying into the UK, a warm welcome from the British Prime Minister at a country home made famous by Churchill. Back home in Ukraine, waves of air and artillery attacks left dozens dead and injured. But the Ukrainians also say they've shot down multiple Russian drones. And Russia reports two crucial military commanders are dead, a damaging blow to Moscow. Around Bakhmut, Russia's flanks are crumbling, its front is collapsing. According to outspoken Russian military leader Yevgeny Prigozhin. 
a Ukrainian operation underway, but it is not yet the long-awaited spring offensive. That's coming soon, says President Zelensky, meeting with French President Macron after securing more military support and a promise of almost $3 billion in weapons from Germany's Chancellor. Now is the time for us to determine the end of this war, this year, he says. This year, we can make the aggressor's defeat irreversible. In Italy, he visited with the Pope, who told the Ukrainian leader, I'm praying for peace. But peace seems far off, despite multiple talks on many sides, including a Chinese envoy visiting Ukraine and Russia this week. Last week, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met with China's top diplomat in Vienna. Over the weekend, a different style of diplomacy, Europe's annual singing contest, Eurovision. Last year, a band from Ukraine won the competition and the country should have hosted the event, but it was held in the U.K. for security reasons. And as Ukraine's entry began their performance, Russia targeted their hometown, Turnipil. Still, Ukrainian fans watched and celebrated as the band played on. And another development, Hoda, President Erdogan of Turkey's election is on a knife edge, will likely go to a second round. Remember, Turkey is part of NATO. Erdogan has been close at times to President Putin. What happens there in the coming weeks could have a big impact, Hoda. Mm, all right. Keir Simmons for us there in London. Keir, thanks. Uh, here at home, it was a weekend of severe weather for millions in the South and Midwest. More than 50 reports of tornadoes, including a deadly and destructive one in Texas. NBC's Katie Beck is in Laguna Heights with a closer look at the damage. Katie, good Good morning. Well, good morning, Savannah. We are experiencing some rain and stormy weather again in South Texas. This after a devastating weekend for the small community of Laguna Heights. This is a close-knit, hardworking community where many families have owned land for generations. So they are taking this hit to heart as they put the pieces back together. This morning, parts of Texas trying to recover from a weekend weather disaster. Danielle Martinez lost her 42-year-old cousin, Robert Flores. He was killed by the EF-1 tornado that swept into Laguna Heights, Texas, Saturday morning, leaving 10 others injured and causing widespread damage. He just had a baby. He got married as well. Tornadoes reported across six states, with at least 54 twisters touching down since Friday. The tragedy stunning this close-knit community along the Gulf Coast destroying or flattening homes where many families have lived for generations. A miracle. Yes, definitely. Noelia Santiago packed up her 81-year-old mother before the severe weather Friday night, narrowly escaping her home, which was seriously damaged. We're grateful that we did because the house and the framework looks pretty good on the outside, but inside, I don't know if she would have been able to handle it at her age. These vehicles in San Antonio submerged by flash floods. I was going down the road and all of a sudden the water just started coming up on me. Dozens of people needed to be rescued from their cars. This driver rescued just in time by firefighters. Back in Laguna Heights, the hard work to rebuild now just beginning. Keep getting together, build yourself up. Don't worry about the past, just get together. Worry about what you have right now. The National Weather Service tells us there were 38 families that were displaced by this tornado. The Red Cross and the Salvation Army are helping those families now find lodging in local hotels. We are told this weather we're experiencing now will be passing in the next couple of hours, hopefully not to hinder 
those recovery efforts. Savannah? Katie, back in Texas for us. Thank you. And we will get Dylan's full forecast to begin the week in just a moment. Let's move now, though, to a shakeup in the 2024 presidential race. NBC News has learned Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is preparing to make his campaign official in the next two weeks. This is after he spent the weekend introducing himself to Iowa Republicans. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Haake has the very latest. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda. Good morning. And yeah, for an unannounced candidate still, Ron DeSantis had the political stage to himself in Iowa after former President Trump postponed a weekend rally due to weather. But DeSantis is expected to officially enter the race in the coming days, setting the stage for what could be a contentious primary battle with Mr. Trump. So great to be in Cedar Rapids. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis making his 2024 sales pitch to Iowa Republicans, touting his conservative record as the clock ticks towards his official announcement. DeSantis likely to make his intentions official by the end of this month, NBC News has learned. Today, his political staff is set to move into a new base of operations in Tallahassee, according to two sources, a move that will trigger disclosure requirements and the need to file his candidacy paperwork within two weeks. While DeSantis trails former President Donald Trump in most polls, many Republicans see him as Mr. Trump's most formidable rival, as the governor tries to recast the one-term president, without naming him, as a political loser. We must reject the culture of losing that has infected our party in recent years. The time for excuses is over. Mr. Trump on Saturday postponing a planned rally in Des Moines due to a tornado threat, stepping up his attacks against DeSantis. The problem with Ron DeSantis is that he needs a personality transplant, and those are not yet available. And on CNN, insisting the Florida governor is no political threat. I'm leading DeSantis by a lot, by 40 points or 45 points. With recent polls showing a tight race in a potential Biden-Trump rematch, President Biden is aiming to shore up support among his Democratic base, evoking the former president in an address to graduates of the historically black Howard University. For those who do anything and everything, no matter how desperate or immoral, to hold on to power. Now, as for President Biden, he's expected to meet again with congressional leaders on that debt ceiling standoff tomorrow ahead of a planned foreign trip to Japan and Australia later this week. Hoda. All right, Garrett Haig Forrest. Garrett, thank you. 14 minutes after the hour. Good morning, Craig. Hey, ladies. Happy belated mother. Thank, thank you. you. And a good morning. Good morning to you as well. A potential legal battle is brewing this morning over the safety of airbag inflators made by a Tennessee company. U.S. regulators are demanding the recall of 67 million airbag inflators used by at least a dozen automakers, including General Motors. Regulators say the inflators could rupture and project metal fragments, but the manufacturer of those inflators, Arc Automotive, pushing back this morning. It argues that no defect exists in in the inflators and that any problems are related to isolated manufacturing issues. Uh, We do have some pretty uh, calm weather in the forecast today compared to how dangerous it has been lately. We do still have some rain falling across southern Texas. This is moving in from the Gulf of Mexico, so we will see some thunderstorms and some pockets of heavier rain. The biggest threat, though, today will be across southern Missouri into northern, extreme northern Arkansas, also 
also into parts of southern Illinois into western Kentucky and Tennessee, too. Wind gusts up to 60 miles per hour, some isolated large hail. And then tomorrow, the threat shifts a little farther to the east across eastern Kentucky into Tennessee, including Knoxville, where, again, the threats for large hail and damaging wind gusts are our biggest threats with uh, still the chance of an isolated tornado. But for the most part, it's the rain that could lead to some brief flash flooding. So keep this in mind, uh, really all across parts of the south through the Ohio and Tennessee River valleys, where we could see as much as about three to four inches of rain. In the northeast today, we are looking for a lot of sunshine. Temperatures a little bit cooler than they have been, but still in the 70s and out west, very hot. Highs in the Pacific Northwest should get into the 80s, even some 90s too. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. All right, coming up, you're going to love this story, you guys. There's a 13-year-old Florida girl, super brave. She fended off a shark attack, not once, but twice. How she survived and what she did to save her friend. She's got an incredible story for us live just ahead. Oh, looking forward to that. And then, guys, when it comes to tipping, where do you draw the line? You know, those little prompts are everywhere now. There's even a meme on TikTok about it. So we're going to look at... We have a new word for you. What? Tipflation. Oh, we, are, we love making up words. <laughs> yes, we do. It's perfect for it's it. true. Tipflation. Okay. It's gone it's too far. And, and where does that money really go, actually, right, in the question. end? We'll get into it. But first, this is today on NBC. My biggest issue with the, with the tipflation. Yeah. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 730, the Princess of Wales showing off her piano playing skills. That's Kate Middleton pitching in. This is for the opening of something that's very huge overseas, the 2023 Eurovision Song Contest. This is a Steinway. It's King Charles's Steinway, um, you know, a piano. And this is part of a tribute to Ukraine's 2022 winning song. And that was recorded from Windsor Castle. But how cool is she? She's quite the Renaissance woman. Right? She can do it. Quite the Renaissance woman. We are going to start this half hour with. A truly remarkable story out of Florida. Okay, where do you meet 13-year-old Ella Reed? She lives across the street from the beach. She's um, there pretty much every day. And just days ago, she found herself face-to-face with a shark and wound up in a fight for her life. Uh, we are going to talk to Ella and her mom in just a moment. But first, NBC Sam Brock has details. Hey, Sam. Hi, Hoda Savannah. Craig, good morning. This happened in Fort Pierce, Florida, and Ella Reed did all the right things, guys. She was out there with a buddy in waist-deep water, only a few yards from shore. When she felt the shark bite her in the stomach, she blocked the shark with one arm, then told her friend to get safely to the shoreline, and then fought it off again. As the summer beach season approaches, two frightening encounters in the water. Ah! In Hawaii, a tiger shark attacking a kayak. 
a near miss for the fisherman who said he accidentally kicked the shark away with his foot. Tiger shark ran me. In a Florida state park, a casual swim turned downright scary for a local teenager. It bit me in the stomach first, and um, right as it bit me in the stomach, I shoved my arm like where it was biting me, so it didn't get my stomach, and it got my arm instead. And then I hit it with my other hand, like hit its nose or its face or something. Ella Reed, a rising eighth grader, now on crutches, but recovering after sustaining bites to her torso, arm, finger, and even knee after a shark struck out of nowhere. It then circled back and attacked her again. I remember just like breathing really heavily and then when it like latched onto my stomach, not being able to breathe at all because I was just like, what the heck is happening? Running on pure adrenaline, Ella fended off what she believes was a bull shark before springing out of the water and FaceTiming her family. At first I thought she was joking actually and then she says i'm not joking and she took the camera and she panned it on her body i kind of just froze and freaked out her first thing was to tell her friend to run not ask for help she was saving her friend ella ultimately needed 19 stitches five on her torso and 14 on her leg the family's accustomed to seeing sharks when they're out fishing or by the nearby reef but they've never seen one so close to shore and Ella says she wants to be a marine biologist, that she loves to dive and plans on making that her career, guys. Even after the doctors told her if she didn't block the shark in the way she did, she might have lost a lot more than just some skin. Mm. Hold on, oh. Savannah. Sam brought for us. Sam, thank you. What a Word. story and what wow. a young lady. We're happy to have her with us. She's fast thinking and brave. Ella Reed, along with her mom, Devin. Good morning to both of you. Well, first of all, Ella, how are you feeling? Yeah. Good morning. Um, I mean, I'm feeling fine. It's a little sore and kind of hard to sleep because it's uncomfortable, but like, it's not as bad as it looks. <laughs> Savannah and I are so shocked by your presence of mind in the crisis moment. Most people would think, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. You've got a shark coming at you. Presence of mind to use your arm and presence of mind to tell your friend, hey, get out. What was going through you when all that was happening? Honestly, like, I didn't really know what was going on because, like, I don't know. I was just in such shock about everything that happened. But, I mean, yeah, I think it was just a reaction to tell my friend to get out of the water and put my arm there to, like, I don't know. I was just doing everything I could to get it off me. Well, you I grew up in the beach. You're yeah. right across the street. You're there all the time. Did you know that, I mean, you did exactly, apparently, what you're supposed to do if a shark attacks you. Hit him on the nose. <laughs> did mm -hmm. you? Was that something you had thought about before, or did, was this just all instinct? Um, I mean, it was all instinct, but like when you're in the moment, you don't really think to do those things. I just, I didn't even mean to hit it in the nose. I was just trying to hit it like anywhere. Well, um, I'm empathizing with you, Devin, because I know what she went through was terrifying, <laughs> but to be the mother has to be even to me more terrifying than that. How did you learn about what happened? Actually, she FaceTimed my son. She didn't think I was home yet from the beach, but I was standing right there. So I literally grabbed his phone and looked at it and I was like, holy crap, what happened? Like I said it, before, it was kind of, I thought she was kidding at first, but it was very quick that I realized she was not. And what was the plan of action? So it's what crazy. do you do? You see your child on FaceTime with a horrible gash, then what? Yeah. So I just grabbed my clothes, grabbed a towel, ran outside. Um, she was coming up on the golf cart literally helped her get from the golf cart to my car and then took off to the local fire station because I thought that would be much quicker and better for her to get her in the best hands as quick as possible. And then they took her to the ER. 
well and, and did really well. I mean, you, you both, you live near the water. Apparently you live in the water. Ella, how do you feel about yeah. going back? Um, I mean, I feel fine. Like I'm a little nervous that I'll be scared when I go back in the water, but like, I'll probably be scared the first like hour or something. And then I'll just be like, all right, it's the same, you know? Oh, well, I, um, Devin, I heard that you were trying to put a little scar cream on her uh-huh. scars and Ella said, no, I want yeah. these scars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. She's like this. If I went through it, I'm going to show people, you know, so yeah, no, she will not, she will not let me help her with those scars whatsoever. <laughs> wow. Ella, that tells a lot about you. Remarkable. We're so happy you're okay. Uh, Devin, thank you guys so much for being with us. We appreciate thank it. Thank, thank you. you so much. Is that amazing? Incredible. I mean, what 13-year-old knows how to do all that? I know. thinks that and way. And so strong now, yeah. too. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. Craig, we sent it to you. All right. Thanks, ladies. Coming up, added emotion during graduation weekend at the University of Idaho as that community honored the four students who were killed last fall. We're going to take you there live coming up. First, though, Emily Aketa is going to take us inside the tip creep with prompts now showing up everywhere. Well, a growing number of shoppers are reaching their tipping point as prompts to shell out extra cash spill over into sports venues, ski resorts, even airports. Coming up, what experts are saying about the latest trends in tipping and when it's appropriate to say no. That's coming up. Stay with us. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console console. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet. Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film The Aviators. Now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Gosh, in depth today, and we are this morning looking at tipping. You probably noticed that there's been an increased expectation to tip in unexpected places like self checkouts and those <laughs> kiosks, and a lot of people seem to be growing frustrated. NBC's Emily Aketa is here with a little bit more. Emily, good morning to you. Guys, um, good morning to you. It's all part of something called the tip creep. When tipping spreads or creeps to more places, including those self checkout kiosks, and while consumers have been dealing with increased tipping for years, it's that new option that has some drawing a line. This morning, a growing number of shoppers are reaching their tipping point. Why am I tipping for a mobile pickup order? Some companies have been implementing a tipping option at self-checkout lines, even when the customer has minimal to no interaction with an employee. Have you noticed more prompts to tip? Absolutely. I see it everywhere. It has gotten a little crazy. I was recently asked by a computer for a tip where there were no people involved in the transaction. Are you wondering where's the money going to? I'm still wondering. And so are some experts. What happens when you give a tip and there is no customer-facing employee? What's the legal status of that tip? 
I have no idea. The new trend comes as customers are feeling bombarded by tipflation, being asked to tip more frequently at higher rates on less traditional services. Some say they feel guilted into adding a few extra dollars at their local cafe or shop when a touchscreen tablet with preset tips is offered up. According to a Forbes 2023 digital tipping culture survey, 95% say they leave a tip at least sometimes. 76% say they tip always or often. And one in three people feel pressured to leave a tip. Here, they'll be already set to 20, 25, or even higher than that. So those definitely sort of guilt you into tipping more. With self-service tipping popping up everywhere, from sports arenas to frozen yogurt shops and even airports where prices are already inflated, more customers are venting on social media. The airport in New Jersey just asked me to tip at self-checkout. Tip myself? I did all the work. Who am I tipping? OTG, a self-service provider at airport, says all tips collected are split evenly among the staff who have worked that shift. Industry experts have some tips on tipping. Calculate your tip off the pre-tax total. You can always enter a custom amount you find appropriate. And most importantly, don't be afraid to say no. No guilt trip necessary. And it's not only in-person transactions teeing up more tipping prompts. Even some online platforms like fundraising website GoFundMe now ask for a tip to help them continue functioning. Experts hammer home the point that tipping norms and customs, they're not defined by companies, but by the consumer. And companies will always ask for money when consumers are willing to give it to them. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, I think when there's a person there, you yeah. always a want a tip, obviously. Do, yeah. But I do think it's, it is a little weird when there's just a machine in when front of you. There's You've interacted with no human at all in the course of the transaction, and they're asking for 15%. Right. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, who am I tipping? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, to Al Roker, if he were here, he would say, if you've been blessed, yeah. you should of tip as to much tip. as right. to tip. Is, I think, what, what? Well, I think yeah, yeah, you could try to do yeah. But also, companies could pay their employees more. That would Just work. Say it. Yeah. Sometimes that yes. would be good too. Yes. All Thank right, you, Emily. Thank you. Let us get a check of the weather. Always Yelling. free. No need for a tip here. It is free, guys. I, I got it for you, and we've got a good one for the Northeast, where temperatures today will be in the 70s, nice and comfortable, lots of sunshine, low humidity. Stormy through the middle of the country, though, with large hail damaging winds, so something to keep in mind as those storms fire up this afternoon. We'll see more rain and some thunderstorms along the Gulf Coast, too. It's very hot in the Pacific Northwest, but nice and comfortable out in sunny California, highs in the 60s and 70s. And that's your latest oh, forecast. Okay, Dylan, I, I'm going to give you 25 for it this time. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. 25. Yeah. Oh, you would yeah. love it beyond. Most people just do 15. Thank you very much. Ask them next hour. <laughs> All right, coming up next, a ray of sunshine on our morning boost. You know what? Uh, it's time to say hey to Al Rupker. He's always on the man. Knee surgery, got nothing on him. He'll be joining us live right after this. Oh. Uh, Jacob's with us, Hodo. This is the best boost this ever. This is a boost for all of us. <laughs> Al is on the mend after undergoing knee surgery. Now he's back home. So we thought, what a perfect time Yay. to check in on Al. Al, what's going on? You look great, Al. How are you feeling? Well, I'm feel, look, it's it's Monday. I'm home from the hospital. It's just another day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a total knee replacement surgery. Yes. I, you're up and about already, knowing you. Um, how, but how yeah. does it feel? What's the recovery like? It, yeah, it, it's you know, it's stiff. It's it. This one is a little more complicated because it was what they call a revision. It was a replacement 
of a replacement. So they had to take stuff out, put new stuff in. So it was a bit of a bear. But that said, I had a great doctor, Dr. David Maiman, uh, and all the nurses and staff at uh, hospital, hospital for Special Surgery. They were all terrific. And so, you know, just been, been kind of hanging out and uh, just chilling out, not doing anything. Good. Which I know a lot of people find hard to believe, but in fact, that is the case. Just By the way, watching that. Got caught up on, uh, 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 you know, uh, Mrs. Smith. Got caught up on the Mandalorian uh, <laughs> poker face. Can I tell you something? Uh, what you're uh, doing right now, Al. This is what you're doing right now. Anyone who's going through any surgery, yeah. Al never focuses on his pain. No. Yeah. I don't care what happens. Whenever he has a surgery, how you doing? I'm good because yeah. he knows that once you start thinking about it, people start asking about it, and then you start feeling yeah. it all over yeah. again. This yeah. is like the Roker philosophy, I think. What's this rehab yeah. process? What's this well, rehab look funny. like? Uh, uh, well, here's the, it's, it's basically uh, three days a week of, of, of physical rehab. That'll go on for a few months. Uh, uh, I still don't know. I'm hoping maybe sometime in the next two weeks to be back. Uh, I would just play it by ear every day. And that's the thing. And, and yes, I know I'm not going to rush back before I, I have to. Good. Uh, but, uh, you know, having a nice time. Nick got, just got back home from school. Aww. So that's been, uh, that's been great uh, uh, until I hear him click into the Peloton in the bedroom <laughs> next door. But other than that, I was I was hoping that recall might have slowed him down a little bit. <laughs> hey, hey, Al, I know you posted or Deborah posted this really funny thing where it's like you guys have to stop meeting like this. I mean, she has been by your side so every sweet. time yeah. you're in the hospital. Do you guys have like a routine, you know, when you get out of the hospital? Was she able to get some downtime for Mother's Day? Um, you know, we, we were hoping I was being wildly optimistic. And I was going to go, we we're going to go to one of our faves, uh, Danielle, uh, for Mother's Day, which is kind of our tradition. But, uh, I, that was not realistic. So, um, uh, we ordered in some quiche and some stuff and just had a, a nice meal in the backyard here, which was not because it was a gorgeous day yesterday. So that was, that was nice. And, and some other good news. Deborah's book, uh, uh, Lessons Learned and Cherished, uh, is on the New York Times bestseller. Yeah! And thanks. Thanks. In no small part to our viewers who watched. Uh, I know she's sometimes on this other show, but uh, <laughs> I, know I don't know. We, we've never heard <laughs> that. All right. Al, we're so happy. Uh, feel better. Heal. And we can't wait for you. Uh, miss you guys. All right, miss you Love too. you, man. Love you. No running laps in the park yet. It is. Uh, guys, we got a good pop star coming up. Yeah. And guess who's in it? Who? The one, the only, Carson Daly, even though he's not here. So he showed off his roasting skills during a special honor for his buddy Blake. That's yeah. coming up. That's really cool. Guys, then Martha Stewart is oh, here. She's, oh, she's really here. Here, here. Martha, like we've never seen wow. before, my friend. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. We'll tell you everything. <laughs>